This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into another post-game edition, back-to-back post-game editions of Spits and Suds, your top stars podcast here in DFW, and we are so thankful for that. Thus, we're coming back to you on a Sunday night as the Stars lose one in overtime by the score of 3-2 to to the New York Islanders. Man, I told you last night, I hate those bench bumps. God, when they made that move yesterday to hire Patrick Waz, their head coach, I just, you heard me on the podcast last night talk about it, bench bumps. Anytime a new coach is in there, hockey more than any other sport, all of a sudden teams comes out with fresh legs. They're, you know, better defensively, uh, more offensive chances, and, uh, you know, it, it was just, you know, I'm not saying the Islanders played outstanding tonight, but, you know, it was a really good two points. I thought they played hard throughout the night, something that they've been really struggling with. And they've lost a lot of one goal games. So, you know, when you're among the leaders in losing one goal games and you win a one goal game, I mean, you know, that's a quote unquote bench bump. And obviously, you know, having a legendary goalie, as your coach, Sorokin's an amazing goaltender. You know, I easily top 10 in the league. Um, you know, could some classify him top five? Um, and, you know, Stars couldn't put many past him tonight. Obviously, he wants to impress the new coach as well. Um, and there's just like some minor things that I'd like to see uh, from, from tonight. I think our friend Robert Tiffin, who joins us here on Spits and Suds, put it best. Um, he goes, it's a fine point in a back-to-back against an elite goalie. On the other hand, Dallas didn't give up a single power play, went over three and couldn't score three goals against a vastly inferior team. Feels like they left something on the table in this one. So yeah, I kind of felt that way too. You know, one side of you is like, okay, it's a point on the road. Now let's talk about some of the things that happened which could fall under the argument that it was a good point. Prior to the game, Jake Ottinger ruled out, flew, we found out. So Scott Wedgwood has to play back-to-back games. Pretty rare in the NHL for a goalie to go back-to-back games. Then during the game, Craig Smith goes down with an injury. He doesn't return. So not only do you have tired legs going back-to-back, but now you're down a forward, so you have to double shift on that fourth line. So the Stars certainly had some things against them, um, but at the same time, I just felt as though at times during this game, and and tell me if you agree with me, I just felt as though the Stars were trying to make that extra pass rather than get another shot on Sorokin. And with an elite goalie like Sorokin, you really just got to pepper him with shots. And you know who gives up? 
a ton of shots as a team, the New York Islanders. And the Stars passed the what the Islanders give up tonight, so they were above average. But at the same time, I just felt they were a little too cute on their passing rather than just peppering them. You know, I mean, it, late in the third period, Mason Marchment with a nice opportunity, straight on looking at Sorokin, he just tries to make that fine pass. I thought Duchesne tried to make that fine pass as well. Uh, so, you know, it's just one of those games that, you know, I would have liked to see just pepper the goalie as much as you can. Granted, they had a lot of shots on net, but at the same time, even uh, with 42 shots on goal, I just felt as though they left some shots uh, on the table. So it was pretty evenly matched as far as uh, a matchup. I think the stars, as Robert pointed out, he's right. They're the better team. 60%. I mean, you look at the analytics for this game, 60% in the faceoff circle, 42 shots on net compared to 28, but the stars went, you know, special teams over three on the power play. Uh, you just can't do that. And then takeaways, a huge disparity going the Islanders way, 11 takeaways, as opposed to the stars, three takeaways. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that the Islanders, man, they, they were at it tonight, 23 block shots, 28 hits. They were very, very lively. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned last night on the podcast, this was going to be a tough game, you know, and it certainly was. It, it proved to be the stars do get a point, but fall on the aisle by the score of three to two. So stars pick up their third point on this road trip. If they can beat Detroit on Tuesday night, that's five points. So out of eight points, you know, that's a pretty good trip uh, for sure. Um, so if they could do that going East coast, then I think that's good. And they have Anaheim coming up as well. So I think the stars have the opportunity to get some more points prior to the all-star break. Uh, one question asked on uh, Twitter tonight uh, from Chris Barnard. He says with Edmonton signing Perry, I believe the stars should follow suit and become harder to play against. Could you see nil acquiring pieces like D'Angelo, uh, or even something of significance like Chikrin, they can't just expect AHL call-ups to be the source of depth. Well, I think we have a salary cap issue, and I think that's really going to restrict them. Uh, I think moves can be made, but I think Stars fans have to, if you want Chikrin, you either have to give up Bork, Stankoven, or you have to give up a lot of picks. And you don't have a ton of pick currency. You do have a first round pick that you can give up. Uh, but if, if I'm Ottawa, you know, I kind of would like the Quebec native Maverick Bork. I'd be looking at him, um, you know, but it would be Bork and Chikrin has one year left on his contract. So it's not like he's expiring after this year. So to get Jacob Chikrin, I think you'd have to give up one of your top prospects or maybe, and I'm not saying I'm for this, but Sean brought up an interesting point. Does Ottawa say we'll take Liam Bixel, uh, the big defenseman. So a mixed emotions about that because you struggle on defense. So why would you give up? really your biggest prospect as far as defensemen and, you know, one of your only prospects uh, defensively that is almost ready to play in Bixel. But what you are getting is a fix on your blue line in Jacob Chikrin. He can fix a lot of things. He can log a lot of minutes. He's good offensively, really good defensively. So 
it really kind of helps your defense. And remember, when you bring in a guy like Chikrin, if he's playing in a first pairing, everyone drops down. I actually thought the Stars defense played pretty well tonight. Um, I don't think they allow the uh, Oilers. They did have some terrific uh, chances. Scott Wedgwood, kudos to you. I thought you played really well in, in the net, especially coming in a back-to-back situation. And as I said last night, Wedgwood, this is not going to be a million-dollar player last next year. The Someone's going to go out and want Scott Wedgwood. It might be a 1.5 or it might be $2 million. But when you look at the number of games that he's logged this year and the consistency that he's shown, we all know he got tired during that stretch. But he's played a fair amount of games this year with the Ottinger injury. 22 games played. so. You know, I mean, the goals against is still hanging under three. The save percentage just under 900 at 899. So I think he's a valuable backup, and I think someone will pay 1.5 to 2 million. The question you have as a Stars fan, and if you're Jim Nil, does that 500 to a million dollars, is that worth a backup goaltender? because you are right up against the cap to the point where you can't call up anyone right now and 500,000 and a million dollars makes a massive difference. That's your call up money right there. That's also some extra money that you can use as far as picking up someone at the deadline, like Edmonton just did with Corey Perry. They want to get tougher. So I personally, uh, Chris think that the stars do need to get tougher. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to do it. Um, there will be some fourth liners available, but you know what? You have a pretty good fourth liner that logged 15 minutes last night and had an assist and you didn't play him tonight in Ty Delandria. The Ty Delandria saga continues. I understand that the stars have a lot of depth right now on the current team and someone has to sit. But I ask you this question and hindsight is 2020, of course. Who would you have rather seen tonight in the lineup against a gritty Islanders team? Dodonoff? Or would you like to see Ty Delandria? Or do you tell Mason Marchman, who was ill, take another game off, Delandria played well, and then play Tuesday in Detroit? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Those might have been some moves. But somehow, some way, you just have to, I think, find Delandria in, you know, Pete DeBoer said it was a real tough decision because Delandria played really well and because he logged a lot of minutes. But at the same time, like, 
if I, if you're tied to Landry, it's very tough to keep that confidence knowing that you logged a lot of minutes, you played well, you ended up on the score sheet and now you're scratched again. Like, unless it's like a two goal performance, basically you're expecting to be scratched and that's tough. And like I said, I understand that they have depth as far as the forward roster, but to me, the regular season and the stars believe that the regular season isn't made for younger players to improve their game. And this is kind of a philosophy that Sean, myself, others disagree with because what you're seeing right now, Nils Lundqvist is a perfect example. Nils Lundqvist in the nine straight games that he's played has looked really good. Okay. Got a goal tonight. Yeah, there are going to be some mistakes, but you have no choice, so you have to keep them in. But if you did have a choice, the question is, those mistakes that he's made, and there haven't been a lot of them, but certain mistakes, does that pull him out of the lineup? Now he has confidence with the Miro injury, knowing he's playing every single night, and you can see the difference in the shot. You can see the difference in the defensive zone. And that's what I'm saying about Ty Delandria. I understand that they're log jammed, but I need to see if this player is in the future, because if he isn't, I can't give with my salary cap restraints. I have to let Ty Delandria go after this season, because that's going to save me about one to $1.5 million. So let's play capologist here. And people are going to think I'm crazy and they're going to say, well, how could you let Wedgwood go? We need to sign Wedgwood. At some point, you have to make tough decisions. You cannot have Logan Stankoven and Maverick Bork sitting in the AHL for another year. That's two forwards added to your roster. So what do you have to do? And how do you figure it out cap-wise? You have to make a trade at some point and dump some of your forwards so these kids can come up. And if, you, if I take Wedgwood off the team and I take Delandria off the team next year, that's about $2.5 million. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting into a chunk of money. If I don't re-sign some of those fourth liners, all right, now that's 3 or $4 million. And you fill with your AHL players. Even if Bixel's not ready and you have to bring him up, you know, the guy's playing in the Swedish Elite League right now. And... He was playing pretty well in the AHL. I mean, why not? Why not just put him up? And if he's not playing well, then send him back down. But I'll take Liam Bixel on a third pairing. Sure. That'd be great. So to get tougher, you're going to have to find a fourth liner that's probably making 500000 to a million that a team says, okay, we'll take a pick for and you trade a fourth or fifth round pick. By the way, and, and to get tougher, you you had the opportunity to sign Max Domi. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he would have been the complete answer. I thought he was a nice fit, and I thought he was gritty. So I agree with you. They do have to get a little tougher. They don't necessarily check. That's not their style. They're all about going in the corners and poking with their stick, tying their man up. I don't think they played bad tonight, but I also get I agree with Robert that. I feel as though a point was possibly left on the table because they are the better team. So let's see what happens against Detroit. Uh, Detroit got off to a hot start. 
you know, cool down after that. But uh, they're a much improved team. Uh, as a, you know, we look at the standings right now, they're fourth in the very, very tough Atlantic division. Uh, they're right on the Maple Leafs heels. They're one point back. So they have a lot to play for right now. Granted, we have a whole nother, um, you know, half of a season left basically. But, you know, if you look at the Eastern conference wild card right now, uh, Detroit would be, uh, three points back. So three points back. And uh, only one point back as far as division standings, one point back of a playoff spot and only three points back. Uh, actually, sorry about that. Totally correct. I was looking at the Metro division. Detroit is actually the number one wildcard team right now. So they are a playoff team at 53 points tied with Tampa and the Islanders are only two points back. So this was a massive win uh, for the Isles who had gone three, five and two. So Where's Detroit? They're seven, two, and one in their last 10 coming off a win the other night. So, uh, and their home record 12, seven, and four. So it's a tough place to play. They're playing good hockey. Um, not as good probably as the beginning of the season, but this is a much improved Steve Eiserman led team. That's only going to get better in the future. So stars are going to have their hands full. Hopefully Jake Ottinger uh, can be healthy by Tuesday. I think he will be, and we'll see him in net. So get a point, but an unfortunate overtime loss. Nothing you can really say about overtime. It happens. It's a skills opera. You know, it's a skills uh, situation after that. And you saw the breakaway from Brock Besser. Uh, sorry, Bo Horvat. Um, Brock Besser was his teammate in Vancouver. So Bo, Bo Horvat with the game winner, uh, beating Wedgwood. But at the same time, you know, it's a breakaway. It's three on three. You know, you might as well just toss everything up at the end of regulation and say, if we get an extra point, that's great. There's not too much um, strategy as far as three on three there. You know, they pull it out of the zone and they want to control the puck as much as possible. Why do they want to control? Because therefore the other team can't score. So uh, stars lose by the score of three to two. Just wanted to pop on and uh, give you my thoughts. We'll be back with a lot of podcasts this week as the stars have games on Tuesday and Thursday this week. So thank you so much for listening and supporting spits and suds. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.